Welcome to Let's Get Metaphysical, the show that stretches you beyond your five senses. When you are looking for your next step on the path into the unseen, we've got you covered. Join epic adventure seekers and level up your game with your host, reality magician, Allie Bierman. Greetings, epic adventure seekers. Welcome to your guide to demystifying your world. I'm Allie Bierman, and you're listening to Let's Get Metaphysical, connecting heart and mine. Today's guest is Victoria Savage. We'll be taking a new look at healthcare as it impacts you today. But first, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like life just happens to you? If that's you, I made a gift for you. Step in a new direction. In this quick read, you'll begin to discover your power and control every day in your life. The link to download your copy is in the show notes. And now I feel very excited to introduce today's guest, Victoria Savage, the Wisdom Guided Oracle, an RN, Certified Theta Healer, Neurointegration Practitioner, Certified Reiki Practitioner, Holistic Health Advocate, Spiritual Empowerment Guide, and Channel, and Author. She began channeling angels at age four, and as a result, she had wisdom beyond her years, which played well in her early life. She had little governance, learning to fry bacon and eggs at four and hitchhike five. She began her spiritual quest at age four, getting herself to church wherever she could. Having lived in 17 houses before age nine, afforded her the opportunity to experience varied belief systems and structures. So she was never locked into any one specific area. At 24, she walked away from church and began an empowered spiritual walk with the universe. At 32, she became an RN and remained in mainstream medicine until she became aware of how limited it was in actually helping people stay or get well. The energetic power of intention and love are her two favorite subjects because together they're unstoppable. Now, welcome, my friend, Victoria. Thank you, Allie. I'm really happy to be here. Excited to share with you some of the things that I've experienced over the years. This is really cool. I, I've known of you for a long time, but never really had a chance to interact with you and all these new things that you're into. So you had a really exciting child. I thought I had an exciting childhood, but you had so many adventures and opportunities that most people never get to enjoy at Definitely not at such a young age. Uh, You said you got yourself to church. Tell us what you mean that you got yourself there wherever you could. Well, I'm guessing at some point my mother or grandmother took me to church before that time. And so as we traveled around the Bay Area living in different places, if there was a church close enough, either mom would take me or I did, I'm neglected to tell you, I was also kicked out of church at five. There was one close enough to walk. I would go. And one morning I wanted to go and my mother and her boyfriend were not awake and you did not wake them up. And we didn't have any clean dresses. And so the two little girls that were his daughters, and I had a brilliant idea being the inventive person that I was, I went, let's just put on all our slips because then we're covered. And yet, and we had some frilly crenoline slips, you know, and it was like, then would be fancy too. And we walked to church 
And, you know, long story short, they ushered us out the door and told us that we probably had to go get some clothes on. And I do remember feeling the indignance and, and the understanding that they were wrong because we were decent, but also now understand that they were probably protecting us from the other children and the judgment that would come there. But I was driven to get to church. And so I went to many and had some wonderful experiences and saw different people, buildings, beliefs, and that there were good and maybe not so wonderful in each one of them. And so understood that it was less about that than about that walk, which I was passionate about. And I was the spiritual leader of my family and had wisdom beyond my years. That's where that quest, that need to get to church was, I'm sure, directed by the Archangel of Wisdom, Uriel, which I did not know at the time I was channeling, but knew I had wisdom that had no life experience basis at that time. And yet you chose to follow it. I didn't have a choice. You know, it was that oh. birth desire. I had to live this way. And I got my stepmom out of the Catholic Church and into the Baptist. Once I moved up with my dad, then I went to two churches, lived in the same house for nine years, and then went on to Oral Roberts University. I mean, it, it was all my own impetus. Nobody ever made me. I was the spiritual guide. I was the gal in high school that had the, the prayer club and, you know, all of that. It was my calling. Oh, that's interesting. I never actually talked to anybody who felt that calling, even though they had things happen really early in their lives. Just the your choice of words. How did the adults in your world, especially in the church, how did they see your, your strength, your self-empowerment? Well, you're also looking at the best chameleon you ever want to know. I had the unique gift, maybe not too unique because there's a lot of us out there. I could be whatever anybody needed me to be. So I, I was the good girl. You know, I could be whatever anybody expected of me and I was. So the adults in the church, I mean, I was a good girl. I, I don't know how they viewed me. You know, my mom, I know she, I moved from the Baptist church after he just kept talking about how wrong all the other religions were. And I could never, you know, get grasp. It's like, well, they think they're right. You think you're right. How can any one of them be right? And I just didn't want to sit in church and listen to that. So then I moved to an interdenominational church and my mom felt very betrayed that I pulled her from the Catholic church, which she hardly ever went to and certainly had no relationship. And she loved the, the little Baptist church. And so she was quite resentful of me for quite some time about that. But I had to go to where I felt I got my needs met spiritually. And again, very involved in all of it. So I was well liked because I was there. I did everything, enjoyed it all. Would you say it's pretty typical of people to put on the, I don't know, front is the right word of whatever environment you're in, especially to police adults? Do you think that's typical of other people? Oh, I think it's a very typical thing for many of us. I have other ideas about that, about why I came in to be the best one. And that really solidified about eight years ago and with the beginning of understanding of energy mm. and what I learned eight years ago. My mother has, my real mom has been dead for 31 years or yeah, 31 years now. And so of course, and she had dementia before that. So there was, we didn't have much of a relationship. Mm -hmm. 
so I didn't get to ask her questions about some things, but my aunt gave me some info that just all of a sudden brought so many things together and so much understanding about how I started out in this world. Pretty much attributed that to my ability to be a chameleon. I feel like as an unwanted pregnancy that, you know, my mother, there was nothing joyous in, in my aware, you know, my being there because she was already separated from my dad, had two, you know, five-year-old or four-year-old and a five-year-old and had no skills, was living with her mom. Well, what she needed was a third child. And so in essence, what I understood was that I bargained for my life. If you let me live, I won't be any trouble to anybody. I'll just come in and that's how I was. I was the peacemaker. I was whatever you needed me to be, I would be. And I didn't rock the boat. And so as I began to understand energy even more, it was like I came in with my gut on high because when you're that going to be a chameleon, you got to know how to read the situation. And so I was, I thought it was from early abuse that my gut was so powerful that I I could read people. I used to tell my girlfriends, I have a great asshole meter. Bring that guy by (laughs) heartbeat if he's a good guy or if he's not. And again, was from early abuse, but I now know that it's how I came into the world as a high impact. But when you look at a very physical view, it was like I had to know who to be. And I had to know what was going on. It's really amazing because in most families, there's one child who is sensitive like that and takes on everybody's emotions. I know because that's who I was in my family. And when I got married, I didn't have to do that all the time. And one day my husband remarked that I was being aware of everybody's emotions and because it had been automatic on my life. I didn't realize I was doing it, but it sounds like you always knew you were doing it and playing that role. Well, I always understood a role. I didn't know what I was doing, but as I, you know, I, my moniker is the wisdom guided Oracle. When I finally asked who I was bringing through, cause I understood as a young woman that I was bringing through something and I knew it was good because I played in that realm long enough that I didn't worry about bad entities. You know, I just knew it was good. And it wasn't all that long ago that I finally asked who am I channeling? I didn't even know who Uriel was until the name came. And I went, well, who's that? It was like, oh my gosh, it's the, you know, the angel of wisdom. Well, I knew as about 19 that I had the gift of wisdom. I also knew it did not come from me, that it came through me. And so for years, I just considered myself, I never spoke about it. I considered myself a conduit because people would tell me, I'm so glad you said whatever it was I said to them, because this is what they heard. And I'd be going, I'm so glad that's what you heard. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what I said to you. So I did know early on that I was being used and, I, and that it was a good thing. Let me ask you, in my own work as a healthcare practitioner, often I open my mouth and words come out and it's like that came through me. That wasn't me speaking. And it was usually advice for the person or someone in their family or some situation. Is that what I'm hearing you describe? Because I just assume the universe is speaking through me, but it's been going on for decades. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. It's like As I got older and I, I like accepted it. But again, it still was even before I really understood the metaphysical aspect of the universe. I kind of, there was a settling. I understand that I needed to tell them what was going through my mind. And again, I still didn't know I was channeling 
I just knew that there was this understanding that they needed to hear this and I would tell them. And so that was fun because that was the beginning of understanding the power I had. Let me ask you, because I've gotten messages where I also knew not to tell the people. Do you ever get messages like that, too? I honestly probably not, because it is far more conscious for me to hold my tongue. Maybe I am getting that message. Uh I, I, I have often just said what came to mind. Most of the time, it's okay, but sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? I can't believe I said that. And so I've I've censored myself a lot, but I always kind of viewed that as part of the chameleon. You know, just, I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to make waves. So I wouldn't say things. So let me ask you, as someone working with energy, Until I learned to let the energy channel through me, it could wipe me out. So I need to sit down and just recoup sometimes. Is that something that you always knew when you're working with energy with people so you were able to protect yourself when working? No. And so as I actually intentionally started working in the energetic field and with the spiritual energetic aspect of people, I, I had one modality. At that point, that's where I started to really understand the power of intention. But when I learned to be to do theta healing was when I really understood that in that plane, that theta is the seventh plane of existence. When healing from that plane, I I didn't expend energy at all. We talked about I love to do oracle card readings because somebody at one event said to me something about it being entertainment. And I looked at them and went, oh, no, 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 (laughs) this is not entertainment. This is wisdom. And you will get guidance if you have a reading with me. So it's like a jumping off point. So I love to do them because I really get to give people some really valuable insights. But when I do those, I'm not in theta and I will get very drained when I do that. I know that I do channel. It's just different. You know, it's a different thing than when I work in theta. And again, I have learned to protect myself, especially when I do crowds. And which is, incidentally, I could not do much crowd stuff as a young woman, like a concert. I never went to a big concert. There was nothing in me that wanted to be at those, but I just, I attributed it to other reasons. So I never would do something that had lots and lots of people in it. And if I happened to get that way, I was uncomfortable, but didn't understand it was the energetic aspect that made me uncomfortable because I was just reading constant and it. I didn't, I didn't get it. I was just uncomfortable in them. I totally understand that. That's exciting that you knew to follow, even if you didn't understand it, you knew to avoid the concerts, to avoid a situation with lots of people. It was uncomfortable. And so my, my laugh and say, my greatest desire in life is to be comfortable and having a good time. So when I, I understand, you know, when we learn, It's generally in a place of discomfort because we're paying attention. And so I immediately go to, what did I bring this to me for? What am I need to learn here so I can get out of there? That's, you know, it's not this great quest for wisdom. It's like, this is not comfortable. I want out. So show me what I needed this for. And then I can move on. Yes, conscious awareness. And I want to pursue that. But first, I want to take a break for a quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. So hang in there. Today's show is sponsored by Metaphysical Ministry International. 
my home base where I get to be minstrel minister. I created a very special offer for you, my epic adventure seeker. You can get the combo package of the ebook and audio and also a surprise gift of my popular book, What You Don't Know, You Don't Know, for the very special price of just $9.97. That set normally sells for $27. Click the special offer link in the show notes. Picking up where we were before, could you explain to me what empowerment means for you? What it means for me is fully embodying the power that we have to access the universal energy, the divine energy on a regular basis and bring it into our life. You know, many people call that prayer. I call it just a constant state of connection to the universe, the source energy, the creator, God, Allah, whatever you want to call it. Pretty sure they don't care. (laughs) It's like, that's a (laughs) man-made construct. Um, but it is that you call them that then invites them in to help us. And because we're not puppets, they have to have permission. And we have all this energy available to us to guide us, to help us create our life differently, to help us live the mission that I believe we chose before we came in. And that place of power when you no longer are trying to rely on your own resources and, you know, is this right? Is it not right? When you're just checking in and then living life to your highest degree possible on a regular basis, that's power. And me living in my power, how do, how do you know the difference? You know, it's like what, what, you know, power for us has always been there's somebody up here and then everybody down here is under their control basically. But true power means me living in my power is bringing up anybody that is in my realm into their power to live their best life on a regular basis, because that's where we win. And that's power. When everybody's living their power and I'm living my power, we're all elevating each other and helping others to live in their power. I feel the same way. I believe that community is everything and we're meant to live in community, not as separate entities. And I call it, I love the way the universe works because if I need something or if I feel lost, I don't have to figure it out. The universe just guides me. And I talk with my guides and my angels and my spirit and the universe, not in words, but very clear feelings and urges to do certain things. So I'm hearing that you have a a lot of the same kind of, for whatever better word, messaging that goes on in your world. Yeah. And really what my path has become when it, when I talk about, you know, empowerment of others is really helping people to trust what they're getting, those inklings, those Mm -hmm. understandings. And then, you know, we talk about, at least I talk about intuition is a muscle type of thing. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. In truth, what happens is the more you use it, the more trust you gain in your ability to use it, to get your guidance, to understand that next little bit of thing. And so you get stronger and more powerful in yourself, in that power. And then again, then your desire really is to help other people to become stronger in their power because it feels so good. How do you support people in trusting their own intuition? Because I think a lot of people say when intuition says, 
do this, take this action right now. And you say, what? And it's not going to respond. So many people will just write it off. And they may or may not later regret they hadn't followed it. But may I ask how you get people to trust, to hear that voice? Well, you know, intuition is nothing but energy. And so I generally, depending on where the person is at, I will do, I've done classes, the energy classes, and I have, I always laughingly tell them, now these are very highly technical little wands that I've given you to hold. And what they are is a coat hanger bent with a straw around it. So it's like, do not touch the metal at all and just anchor your elbows and watch what happens. And the wands move with the energy. And I, I don't know one person yet that has not seen the wand move. And so I start by teaching them about the energetic field and that everything is energy. And then I, you know, you know, all of us has walked into a room at some point and gone, whoa, something happened <laughs> or something gone down. I have no idea, but I can feel it. We also have the, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I wish I'd paid attention to that inkling I had. That's that's what your intuition is. That's what that's about. And so helping them recognize that they've already done it. Now it's, then it's a playful thing too. And I also teach anybody I work with pretty much, again, this is the self-empowerment aspect. I teach them how to muscle test themselves for their answers because I don't want to be the one giving them their answer because then it's like, Maybe they choose then not to believe what we did together because I told them, well, they don't know that for sure. But when they can muscle test themselves and get the answers as we work together, and then we know what energies we're going to be working with, that's empowering. And then their you know, self-empowerment grows. And then we pull those energies. That's when I work in, well, in any, any realm, theta or neurointegration, that's when that really starts, they can feel the difference and they know that they identified what what needed to be gone at that point, not me telling them. And that's such an extremely important point that you made. I work not that differently from you. I also have the bent hangers and use them in my <laughs> life classes. Gee, I thought I was so original. <laughs> and uh, teaching people how to correctly test themselves. Because most people out there doing muscle testing, they're doing it wrong. And they're not actually testing the person. They're actually testing themselves. So that's such an important thing for you to share with anyone that you're working with and to teach in your classes. So thank you for having that awareness. And thank you for doing that. To me, it's imperative. Again, I'm about self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and you know, you can use that in every aspect of your life. And that, again, increases your trust in what you get. You grow in your power and that relationship with your higher power, the universe and all of that expands. And, you know, we nothing. there's nothing more true of the fact that we all share energy. We can't change that. What we can change is the type of energy we're sharing. And when you're living from a place of greater self-empowerment, your vibration is higher, as is the ability to shed love on things also changes your vibration a great, great, powerful gift. And that reminds me of something that you said earlier about 
when you knew you were channeling, you also knew it was a, a good entity you were channeling because I believe there are entities out there that aren't especially someone you want to be channeling. And unless somebody has the awareness to ask and pay attention, I think a lot of things can happen in a person's life and whoever they're impacting just innocently because they're not aware of that situation. Yeah. my Actually, my sister was the one that asked me early on, aren't you afraid the devil's going to come in? And I, it was like, I was better incredulous. It was like, no. Um, <laughs> wow. Play there. Well, again, I didn't understand, you know, when it, one of the things that I would do at age four and five, uh, one of the places we lived was on the edge of the forest. I mean, across the creek, which was my favorite place to be. And then I just go walking by myself. And all of a sudden I go, oh, I better turn around or I'm going to get lost. And I, you know, it was like, I understood that I had probably many angels just watching out for me. And so I, I was, you know, and so then I embraced that because obviously that was the path I needed to have. But so nothing could get to me. But that being said, recently, like in three months ago, you know, as empaths, we read energy all the time. And the collective energy was so crazy that I knew I was feeling lots of that. And I would offload and clear that energy. But for about two weeks, it was five, six times a day. I would just hit rock bottom. It's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I got that inkling and I asked, am I being targeted? It never occurred to me because I didn't really think I could be, you know, I thought I was immune to it, but we as light workers are helping the light expand and the dark is screaming. That's what we're looking at now in what's going on in the world is those dark elements are being squished out because there are so many light workers now awakening to their power and really holding the light. And so they're desperately seeking. And when I realized, because I never asked for protection, I never asked the angels when I realized and asked, is that what's going on? And I was given a yes. At that point, I asked the angels to surround me every morning and every night. And I would just see their wings, their backs to me all the way around me. And the whole emotional roller coaster, everything just evened out, didn't have it like that. I mean, it was just crazy on a daily basis. I'm like, this is just weird. This collective energy is so crazy. And then finally went, oh yeah, it's not really the collective. Uh, <laughs> it's you. So up until then, as far as I know, there, there had been little to no targeting. You said something that caused a light to go on for me in my own experience. All my life, I've gone out in the woods by myself. And I used to live at the Appalachian Trail and I'd go down a different trail all the time. One day I saw a bear, a fresh bear paw print where I was going. And sometimes I was in a place that wasn't really safe, but I was by myself, no cell phone capability. And totally, I was always safe and I never got lost. And it's because you said that angels are always with me. When I go out in my car or if I go out to a store or something, I always consciously ask my angels to surround me and be with me. But when I go out in nature, it never occurred to me. You don't have to ask. They're just there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, I, do, I feel like I came for a reason and they're willing to support that reason. And um, I was told at one point that I was 97% angel. And I went, let me go tell my husband. Her, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I mean, I kind of just went, are you kidding me? And then I went, well, maybe uh, it doesn't, you know, it, it maybe, maybe not. I don't, it's not that I don't care, but it's like, it doesn't change what I do. And maybe I am part angel, but I do know that I've got that, that energy that I can call on at any time, like all of us do, if we choose to, and I choose to. It's such a gift for you to know that, to be able to make that choice. So when people need certain kinds of guidance or assistance, well, what do people come to you looking for? What kind of help would your typical person be coming for? Uh, You know, I think more often than not, their term is I'm just blocked. I just, I feel like I'm blocked and, and energetically, yes, they are emotionally. There's so many wonderful modalities out there, like the emo code, you know, that's one of them where they go right to the emotion and stuff. And I think they're all wonderful and valid. I, you know, I am a Reiki practitioner. I don't ever touch people in Reiki. I hardly ever have. I do distance Reiki for people, you know, just, just because you'll get the request, you know, so-and-so suffering. And so we all, this group goes into their healing thing, but being blocked is like, that's when we start asking questions. That's why it's imperative that they can muscle test because that occasionally they can't. And so then I go to their feet. That's what I learned in neurointegration. I, I go to the alignment of their heels, which they can't affect and I can't affect. But again, I don't feel like that's the most empowering way to work with them, but it's how I'll start. And a lot of times, you know, second or third session, they can muscle test themselves in and get their answers because they, you know, we've removed some of the energetic blocks that have been in their way, but these are also ancestral and they're karmic. And so that's the kind of questioning thing we go through. It's like, you know, we don't just bring in muscle and bone with DNA. We bring in the trauma, the energies, and that we get to clear them because we're, you know, Theta, I'm working in the fifth dimensional timeline. We clear them from the past and we clear them from the future. And that's an incredibly powerful thing to be able to do with people. And I think that's something that's missing from many energy workers system of working that people were in the current life and well i used to be a psychotherapist and that is completely working from your conscious mind so you're missing everything there so that's why i i had to turn to energy for my own healing and i'm so grateful to have this time with you too get to know more about you. And when you left, you were an RN for many years and you left there because... You know, the last part of my career, well, unless you're a pediatric nurse, most of your career is, you know, a bulk is going to be older folks. Mm -hmm. And I worked in hospice and I worked in long-term care and assisted living because I usually did a couple jobs at a time. And the biggest issue that people came in with overall was the amount of drugs they were on. And in hospice, we would pull them off any non-life-saving drugs that weren't contributory to the reason they came on or were comfort. And if in the general decline diagnosis, many times they would get better and we would have to discharge them. So it became very real to me that we were doing, even though we did great things, I, you know, I laughingly say we, not laughingly, we, we don't have a healthcare system now. We have a sick care system. We treat lots of things. We don't really heal much. We can fix you pretty well if you break. We're good at that. If you have an infection, we're pretty good at clearing that up. The rest of it, we just treat with drugs. 
and there's no empowerment there. Then as we, it became more and more of a business model and we were, you know, you've got 15 minutes to spend. That's it. You've got to get all this done. That's when I just went, whoa, I am off this train. This is not how, you know, I had the joy of working in an office for seven years where we actually got to teach people. The doctors could spend time with people and, you know, we did different things with them, not just pill pushing, although we did a lot of that. And obviously we have saved lots of lives with that, but we have done so much damage that, and, and we have taken away their power in their body and their health and just gone, oh, that's fine. You just let me take care of you. Everything will be fine. Well, that's not the truth. And that's never, again, you know, I'm about empowering people and that's, you know, it's much easier to stay well than it is to get well. And so that has become more of what I practice in a holistic manner. And I don't, you know, lots of supplements at times, yes, but a few that are multiple body effect is what I love. You know, that's get multiple system effect, I should say, so that fewer things are taken, but you're getting benefit over different aspects of your body. And that's what I believe in. I'm just so grateful that you're out there making a difference for people. And I'm really glad that you came on today to share that. So how can people find you so they can work with you? Because working long distance works. Um, Yes, it does. There's a couple of ways. I have a website. It is called Wisdom Guided Oracle, but it's under construction. you You can get to it. And my contact info is there. But really, if you were to call me or email me, so my phone number is 208-473-8254. And that doesn't receive texts. So it has to be a phone call. And then my email is nursesavage at holistic you. And that's with the W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, the letter U, dot com. So nurse savage at holisticu.com. And yeah, the blessing for me, one of the blessings of COVID was that energy is everywhere and we had to find uh, a different way of working with people. So, you know, people have come to me, we've worked by Zoom, by Messenger, by phone with no, no picture together and have received or had great results because energy is everywhere. We don't have to be in the same room to work with the energy. And that's where that muscle testing of themselves is also very helpful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And is there any one final message that you want to leave with our listeners? Religion locks us in so much to a certain way of being. When I was 24, I had a vision and visionary is not something that, you know, I do a lot of, I don't have a lot of visual stuff. My gift is clear sentience. I feel, but I had the vision. I was praying about whether to go to Reno that day or not. And I had this picture in my head of me looking at the switchboard, trying to flip, figure out which flip to switch with button to push. And God was above it smirking at me. And I thought, you know what, God, I don't think you care whether I go to Reno today or not. I think it's fine with you one way or the other. You know what? I'm not playing this game anymore. And it was my life. I mean, I cleared through Oral Roberts University. It was always my choice. But I I went, you know what, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust because I want to be used by you in life. You're going to open the doors you want me to go through, and you're going to shut the ones you don't. That's how you and I are going to walk together, God. It's not for me to tell anybody else how to walk with you. And I never went back to church and nothing bad happened. It was just 
that part was done. So being locked into a belief system and a box that doesn't suit you is not a way you have to continue to move on. God, creator, universe, source energy works with us wherever we are, and we can make that choice of empowerment in our life at any moment to then live in our greatest and highest power, not be giving someone else the power that we have. That was so beautifully stated. I completely agree with you, which is why I'm a metaphysical minister. And I also steer clear of religions for much the same reasons that you said. So thank you so much. And everybody, we will be back next week with another episode. You've been listening to a talk on the wilder side. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Get Metaphysical. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and be sure to share it with your friends. Tune in every Monday for more exciting insights and wisdom on life beyond your five senses. Until next time, take a small step in a new direction. Start now.